Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with another star in lacrosse and all other aspects of life. Fellow Islip High School 2014 graduate and my best friend of 23 plus years. Thank you as always for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 Lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast that you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people that I have met throughout my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. We've got another special guest this week, and I'm pumped to get right into it. Hannah Lepore is someone I am grateful and lucky to call my best friend. That kind of best friend that only comes around once in a lifetime and sticks by your side through thick and thin, calls just to talk about nothing for 45 minutes, and will push you to be a better you without even realizing they are doing it. Hannah is that and so much more for me. We grew up playing sports and doing almost everything together, living right around the corner from one another, from birthday parties to really loud and obnoxious CYO basketball defense, to one-on-ones in the backyard when we discovered our love for lacrosse, to now. We helped each other follow our dreams of playing Division I lacrosse, me at Stony Brook and Hannah at Furman, supporting each other all through the four years apart and now back together on Long Island better than ever, pushing each other to achieve more in new goals, which for Hannah includes teaching, becoming certified as a Bikram yoga instructor, continuing her family's legacy as an ocean lifeguard, and so much more. We laugh, we cry, yes, cry, and we share tons of memories that we will continue to make for the next 25 years of friendship. This one meant a lot to me. I hope you enjoy listening. Waiting for a couple more people to pop on, but welcome to another Dream On episode. I am super stoked about this one. I know I say it every week, but this is my absolute best friend um, of 23 years, which like I keep saying and I keep putting on social media too. And when I type it out, it makes me feel really, really old. Um, But at the same time, it was fate that our parents were walking each other, walking us past each other's house on one snowy day, a couple months into our lives. <laughs> so, um, but I am so, so grateful to be doing this with you tonight, Hannah. And thank you so much for being here. Um, for those of you who are listening, Hannah Lapore is our guest tonight on this episode. Um, she is, again, like I said, my best friend. We've been best friends for 20 plus years. Um, and she's such an awesome human. She played, we played lacrosse together all growing up. We started together in third grade. Um, and then we played together at Islip. Uh, we graduated in 2014. She went on to play division one lacrosse at Furman in South Carolina. She's a stud defender. I still don't ever want to go one-on-one against her. Um, she is currently still coaching lacrosse for Long Island Rush and other youth lacrosse programs. She helps at some of my KO 17 lacrosse clinics too. She's an ocean lifeguard, a soon to be Bikram yoga instructor, a teacher, and just all the things you've got a lot of a lot of stuff on your plate but Hannah thank you so much for being here I'm excited about this thanks for having me I'm really excited too a little nervous but really excited (laughs) don't be nervous it's just me remember (laughs) just me I love it okay so before we get into like you know questions who you are where you grew up all the stuff all the stuff that I already know but I can't wait for all of our listeners to know um I like to start off on a good note so we like to call it off to a good start Three quick things um, about you, your day, just kind of like getting to know you a little bit deeper. So first and foremost, 
What is one thing that you're thankful for today? I'm thankful that everyone I love is still happy and healthy. And I'm thankful I'm still able to go to my favorite yoga studio and practice yoga. I love it. Oh, shout out to Ash in Babylon. <laughs> and yoga in Babylon. I love it. Um, awesome. So something that you are proud to say that you accomplished today. <laughs> Waking up and doing a full 90 minute Bikram yoga class with no breaks. That's not easy. That's no. not easy. You're the one who introduced me to that. And we're going to get into that, but that is not an easy class. <laughs> Hi, Karen. <laughs> oh, this is so fun. And here comes Africa. I love it. We got a lot of great people on this call. Um, just going to show that like our friendship has brought a lot of really great people into our lives. So I'm um, excited about it. All right. Last but not least, Hannah, something that you're pumped to go out and chase could be like tomorrow in the coming weeks, in the coming years of your life with something that you're pumped to go chase. Oh, everything and anything that's within my grasp, really. What are you going after now? So talk, talk to the people about what you're doing now. Right now I'm working on getting certified in teaching hot yoga, the 26 and two Hatha postures through Ash Hot Yoga. And I'm trying to get a full-time teaching job. So there you go. That's what we're pumped to chase. I love it. I mean, you, like you said, and like I said in the introduction, like you got a million and seven hats that you wear, which is really cool um, and super respectable, right? I, I know it gets busy. I know it does. And I know it gets crazy, but at the same time, like you got a lot of things going for you that you're out there chasing each and every day. Um, and I'm pumped for you just to see you grow into those positions too. Um, super proud best friend over here. Thank you. Right. <laughs> of course. All right. So let's talk about it. Okay. Go Bucks. <laughs> we grew up in Islip together. Yeah. So as I mentioned, our meeting story is kind of funny. We live around the corner from each other. I was what? maybe like six months old, nine. <laughs> <laughs> Mute yourself. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was maybe what, six, nine months old. Um, you were, you know, nine months older than me, which is always our joke as well. Um, and well, my we parents lived were on Cedar at the time. My family lived on Cedar. Yeah. So we yeah. lived on the same block. Um, and my parents took me for a walk out in the snow, right? Is that what it was? out in the snow or something like that. I don't know, but you were out on the front lawn with your parents and my parents walked me past and they were like, Hey, babies that are the same age, they should be friends. <laughs> and that's our story. Um, and I'm so grateful that that happened. <laughs> I think I have a picture of us actually on a bench in my old backyard and we had to be like two years old max. Really? The cutest thing ever. I had bangs. You had like a short little bob cut. All right. Well, that's just not fair. You don't have to expose me like that, but, <laughs> but I'm glad that we don't have either of those hairstyles anymore. Very happy that we met and that our parents brought us together. Um, but ever since then we were, you know, inseparable, just everything that we did. Um, all of the birthday parties, right. We would have, remember that outfit that we both bought from, what was it? Old Navy that we had the matching jeans and the sweater and the hat and the oh yeah <laughs> we, would, 
purple and it had like knitted flowers on it. Yes, it wasn't great. It really wasn't great, but the it was amazing. Pictures, yeah, we looked great. We, oh, we've been fashion icons since day one, or we so we thought. But <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about the fashion of our lacrosse beginnings. So we, this is something your dad actually just mentioned too, was our sunflower shafts when we first picked up a stick. So we both started on the same day, right? We went to our first Islip PAL practice. Uh, we were super excited to try a new sport. Both of us grew up playing sports just around competitive families and it was just part of our nature. Um, but do you remember that first time playing lacrosse and um, you know, just kind of like talk us through your introduction to the sport that has brought us to a lot of like the high levels that we've played it at. Um, so I think I just have to start with before I played lacrosse, I tried softball mm-hmm. and my dad was my coach. I was very antsy. I was moving around. I couldn't sit still. I was just boom, 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 boom. And my dad was like, all right, what sport do you want to play? And I think we both decided lacrosse. I have a very vivid memory of us going to either Models or Sports Authority, picking out... <laughs> picking out our lacrosse sticks and we were like oh the flowers this is awesome but looking back at it this thing was a tennis racket oh yeah oh it was like with the round head and a tennis racket with a flower shaft it was blue and yellow we got a blue and yellow lacrosse bag and those glass goggles <laughs> I think my first memory was just like the fog yeah the, just breathing into the, the fog clear goggles that was oh, crazy. that's so funny do you remember your first practice and like you say when you played softball and how you were all over the place and you just wanted to just run around and be everywhere and be part of every play do you think that that's what like drew you to lacrosse when you first got to that practice those practices and you picked up a stick like what did you love about lacrosse when you first started playing oh I loved running <laughs> I loved the running it was, goodness, go get the ball. I was like a dog. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. And isn't that funny now? <laughs> I can be like, I love running, right? Not anymore. <laughs> so talk about too, like we played CYO basketball together as well. Um, and some of my vivid memories from those days were the two of us being the absolute loudest, most obnoxious defenders out on the court like CYO basketball, fourth grade, fifth grade, we would just make an absolute scene because we were competitors and we wanted the ball and we wanted the turnovers to happen. And we wanted to, yeah. And we wanted to be a part of it. (laughs) We wanted to be aggressive. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think that you took from, you know, playing basketball or even just being that competitor at heart? Like, what did you take from that as a young athlete playing lacrosse? It really translated well going from basketball to playing lacrosse. And when I finally got into the position of defense, the transition was just so easy. Mm -hmm. It was the same base, that same athletic stance, the same watching the hips, all of that. Now tie that in with how aggressive and competitive we were. And it was like a free for all for me on defense. It was all right. I can push until I can anymore. Mm-hmm. So the refs called and it, the talking, it was all just the best transition going from one sport into another, just so nicely. 
That's good. I think it's something that we talk about a lot, just, um, you know, as coaches too. And when we tell younger players that we're talking to and they're asking if they should play multiple sports, you know, through high school, through middle school. Um, and I think you said that perfectly, right. It just translates so well, whether it is the competitive nature of it, but also like the strategy and like the actual technical abilities of playing defense and being in a base position and being able to slide and talk to your, uh, fellow defenders and things like that. So, um, I, mean, I didn't want to play defense at first. Yeah. Talk, talk to me about that. You wanted to score goals, right? <laughs> I wanted to run. I wanted to play midi. Oh my God. I could never score. It would be a wide open net and I would never actually go to goal. I'd be like, Oh, okay. Kylie here, take it. I don't want it. Uh, uh, and then we tried out, <laughs> and then we tried out for yellow jackets and I tried out for midi. And I think that was like the first time I realized like, Oh my God, they're running. This isn't, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. My coaches put me on defense and I was like, no, I'm not a defender. I don't want to do this. And it clicked like the magical cross fairy went boop onto my head and it all came together. Like it was meant to be at that tournament, that game, you know, what I had to realize I wasn't a good midi. I wasn't going to score defense was it. And it just worked out ever since I haven't looked back. And you just bought in from that day forward. Oh yeah. That's huge. You know, and I think that's, that's a really great thing for young athletes to hear too. Right. Sometimes like what you think you're going to be good at, or what you think you're really going to like, it might be something completely opposite until a coach puts you here or a mentor says like, Hey, you could be really great at this. Like try it out, even though you don't want to right now. Um, and you ended up finding your home in that position, right? Like it, it brought you to division one lacrosse, which was ultimately our biggest goal. Like, let's talk about that too, right? Like we grew up and we always had our sticks in our hands. Um, After we graduated from the sunflower sticks, (laughs) those, those terrible looking things. Um, But we figured it out. We played yellow jackets together. We met a lot of really awesome friends like Sam Jockalone and um, all those really great families. And, you know, we continued to play. I think the cool part was we played together, right? Mm -hmm. We played on the same team. Um, but we also played against each other, right? You ended up going to Top Guns. I played for Yellow Jackets. We played against each other for those travel years. But also, like, we played together on Islip, but we played against each other every single practice, every single day. What are some of your memories from, from those days? <laughs> Couldn't wait to play 7v7. <laughs> Couldn't wait. Such a competitor at heart. You would always just try something new. I was always scared to go against you, you know? Like, and that's that's what makes a good teammate. Making each other better. Oh, wait. Just a segue. <laughs> just a segue about us having our sticks in our hands. This is a great story. Oh, please. I was playing defense in my backyard on you. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> First of all, just picture the two of us, those of us listening, picture the two of us, nothing else is going on in the backyard except for I have the ball and Hannah's just trying to play lockdown defense. There's no goal that I'm trying to get to. Just, I'm just running around. Playing one around. She sees like a basketball net, I guess, in my backyard. I don't see it, oblivious. And she uses it as a pick and I just run right into it. <laughs> That was the first time I ever ran off of a pick successfully, I think. 
Off to the basketball court. I ran my best friend directly into the basketball hoop and we, I don't think we talked for like a half an hour after that. My dad was like, what happened? No, I ran into the net. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, but seriously, I think it's like, it's funny stories like that. And then being able to go against each other, just like make each other better. We used to say that in college all the time too. Like if you're not ultimately, if you're saying like as a defender here, go ahead, walk right past me who's getting better from that, right? Like you're not as a defender because you're not putting your best effort forward and the offensive player isn't getting better either because they're not being challenged. So I think what was really cool about our friendship was that we both knew, hey, like eventually we both want to go play division one lacrosse. We would always talk about it. We'd be like, our goal, our dream is to play division one. We got to make it happen. Like we want to be the ones from our school to go division one and play. So like we, it was just this unspoken thing that every time we stepped on the field and it was like you said, seven on seven, it was just like, and okay, let's just make ones. each other better. What'd you say? And one V ones, I'm not going to lie. I was terrified to go up against you one V one. I felt more comfortable having help around me. I could probably stop people one V one. Yeah. But at practice, like one v ones, you're going as hard as you can mm-hmm. to try to either stop her or to get by her. And it was terrifying. I still don't like one v ones. I'm with you. However, there. they make you so much better. From the time in high school when we started actually doing them until college, where it was every single day especially after we conditioned because they wanted us to play tired and learn how to play good defense tired. Mm-hmm. And just, I always looked forward to the one V ones. I didn't like them, but I knew they made me better. Mm-hmm. And seven V seven with you down low at the crease. Uh, I love that you said that too. I mean, would you say? <laughs> You're still like, whoop. For those of you who are listening on the podcast later on, Hannah's trying to do some sort of little rocker dodge with her hands right now. And it's something. It's really, it's really something. I will say you are one of the best checkers I have ever played against. Thank like you. I, ever. Um, you just really know how to really know how to throw a nice check there. Um, so that was always frustrating for me too. But I think you put that perfectly. Something that we both hated, something that a lot of players hate in a lot of different sports is that one-on-one aspect because like, Hey, it's a 50, 50 chance, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's either the defender wins it or the offensive player wins it. And it's, and then you have to look inward at yourself at like, what was my mistake there? What can I do better? And that's tough. Like that's self-criticism and that self like looking inward and being able to say to myself, like, this wasn't good. I need to be better. That's a tough thing to do um, at any age. So um, again, just wanted to say, appreciate you for, you know, checking the stick out of my hand every time I tried to do that little rocker dodge that you were just trying to do. Um, the back check. check. The queen of the back check, Uh, Hannah McKenzie Lepore. (laughs) Great thing to do. So um, can you talk to me about like off the field? We talked a little bit about, obviously we like to play in the backyard, all this stuff, but what do you think that you did outside of practice, outside of, you know, your Top Guns tournaments, outside of all the stuff that you were supposed to be at that helped you 
play at the high level or helped you find Furman, right? And helped you become the the player that you were. What were you, what were you doing like outside of the expected? So my dad was a huge supporter of my dream. And what he did was he went, actually he just joined. What a good time. I think. <laughs> um, my dad went out of his way and he really found He's done. <laughs> he found some really great trainers for me. He found great um, strength trainers, speed trainers, conditioning trainers for me and really put me in those to help me achieve my goals. And on top of that, what I hated, but I soon learned to love, he's an ocean lifeguard too. Before I was allowed to do anything, anything even when kylie would come to the beach with us we would have to run yes we would have to run and i think having my dad be such a great support system and really pushing me through to get to where i wanted to go every day was really i think the main reason i went to vision one was him perfect time dad Shout out to Frank. We love Frank. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, I think that perfectly, like, you know, you, it takes a village. Really does. Um, yeah. takes a village, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> running on the beach. Uh, Taryn. <laughs> I love it. This is what's so great. Like our entire family is on this call right now. My sister just wrote for those of you listening later on, my sister just wrote in the chat. Oh my goodness. I didn't love running on the beach. Like, yeah, no, those are the things that they made us better. Um, and I remember even like, like the weather that we're seeing this winter, the snow, the ice, like you remember those times we would run down and back on on Ocean Avenue, like early mornings before school or- And Mr. Coggan would follow us in the car. Yes. So no one hit us. Yep. So no one would hit us. And it was just like this group of us that had big dreams, right? And had big goals. And we wanted to make sure that we were pushing each other to do so. Um, and our parents were so, so supportive of that. And they did anything and everything to make sure that we could achieve those dreams. And Obviously, um, you know, we are super grateful to them for that because we wouldn't be who we are or where we are without them. Um, so finding Furmanhead, what brought you to South Carolina? What was your recruiting process like and what, you know, made you want to pick Furman and go play there for four years? Um, so Furman reached out to me. I never heard of it beforehand. And I always knew I wanted to go off the island. Ask anyone that really knew me in high school. I was like, no, I'm getting off the island. I'm back and I'm staying forever. <laughs> um, so I was looking pretty south. I was approached by different colleges. Um, however, the coach at Furman, Rachel, Rachel Witten, she's the best. I love her. Amazing woman. Great coach. She was writing letters to me. She was really reaching out and recruiting hard. Uh, went down to the campus in Greenville, South Carolina. So if anyone ever gets a chance to go, it is a beautiful city. Mm -hmm. Thompson's right down the road if you ever want to go to a football game. Then I went onto the campus and it's just beautiful. Um, then I met with Rachel and there was just this 
great feeling. A really caring woman that really wanted to make Furman big. She came in as the first head coach of a first year program, wanting to make it huge. And I just went with my gut feeling. I'm very big on gut feelings. Mm-hmm. And I just, every other college I went to, I compared it to, I'm like, it's not as beautiful. The coach isn't as nice. It's not as, it's not as small as I want. It's too big. Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with it. That's all it is, right? Just kind of that, that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And that gut feeling. It's, it's funny because like so many people say that when you ask about like, what, how did you find your, your school, right? Like, how did you find your home? And everyone always just says, it's just a feeling, right? Like, it's just, you just know when you know, which is very hard to hear when you're in the recruiting process, right? Like, it's like, well, how am I supposed to know? How am I supposed to find that? How am I supposed to discover it? But I think what you're saying there is like, be patient and like compare what you do love about certain schools, right? And certain programs and certain cultures. And I think from my understanding, the recruiting process has gotten a lot, dad, (laughs) I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I think the recruiting process has changed a lot since when we were around. I remember every like Thursday or Wednesday before a tournament, I would sit down in my living room, email Mm -hmm. a bunch of coaches from different colleges that were going to be at the tournament, like go on the college website, like, oh, they have the major I'm thinking about, or if they don't, or something I'm interested in. And if they didn't, I had to completely scrap it off my list. It was a really long and tedious process. I actually uh, mixed up a coach's name with a different college once. <laughs> a good lesson too. Good lesson too. Learned a lesson from that. <laughs> a little double checking, a little, little proofread on the yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. Furman reached out to me, got a letter and a mail in purple ink about Furman. I visited Richmond. Richmond was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Furman. You know, I went up to UMass for a clinic to try to look north. Just wasn't Furman. It was just a gut feeling. I went and I met some of the best girls ever, lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. Um, a great coach who was really like a mom in an aspect. Because if you ever were having a hard day, um, something felt off, you weren't feeling right, school was hard, her office was always open, you can go in there, talk to her about anything, cry to her if you needed to. Mm-hmm. She really made it a family. And if you disappointed her, it was like disappointing your mom, you never wanted to. Mm-hmm. So she really just made it easy to buy in to what she wanted. I love that. That's so important in a coach to create that, that family atmosphere. And I, I know you were how many hours, maybe like 10 hours away from me, 12, 12 hours away from me. And I never got to visit you in college because our lacrosse schedules never lined up. Um, we were in, we were in California at the same time. That's true, <laughs> but I never got to come down to Greenville. So we're going to have to take a road trip together one of these days and just live the alumni. Sam. <laughs> yeah we'll go visit Sam Jocalone because now she yeah. coaches there 
what a full circle moment. Yeah, it really um, is. <laughs> so what do you think? I mean, I love everything that you've been saying about lacrosse so far. What do you think are some of the biggest like values or life lessons or, you know, traits, qualities about yourself that you took from the sport now that you don't play any longer, right? But it's still forever going to be a part of you, right? What are some of those qualities that like, I think you took from on the field into who Hannah is off the field? Um, being aggressive. Mm-hmm. I like to think, I think a lot of people can agree with me. I'm a very aggressive person. If I want something, it's going to take a lot of things to happen or a lot of people to say no, but I'll keep going. I don't care. And on time, being on time. I took that off the field. I still have nightmares of being late to practice. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Always 15 minutes early is on time, right? I still live by the rule. If you're early, you're on time, on time, you're late, late. Don't even bother showing up. <laughs> I love it. If anyone's five minutes late, I twitch. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you're doing something wrong. <laughs> but being aggressive, I know what I want. And you know, as any athlete could say, you know what you want, you're going to go for it. You're not going to second guess. You're not going to sit back and think you're just going to go for it. I wanted to become an ocean lifeguard. I went for it. I wanted, I want to become a yoga instructor. I saw my opportunity. I'm going for it. I want to be a teacher. I completely left my plan that I wanted, dove head first and never looked back. And it's been the best thing ever. I mean, I've known you for however many years. There's Oakley. Hi, Oakley. Come here. Say hi to Aunt Hannah. <laughs> hi, Bubby. <laughs> hi, cutie um, My goodness. Listen, I've known you for however many years, and that's always been you. And I think one of the best lessons that I've learned from being so close to you is to just fully, fully be yourself. And like you said about your gut, no, seriously. And I think that's so important. Like everybody is a different self. Everybody is a different person. Everybody has different values, what they want to show off to the world, what they want to do with their life. And just being completely true to that and true to that gut feeling is, it's not easy all the time, right? Especially in the world that we live in with social media, with, you know, expectations, all these things. And you've just always, always stayed true to yourself and stayed true to exactly what you want to do. Um, so I hope that never, ever changes, but thank you for inspiring me in those. As in 25 years, I don't expect it to change in the next 25. Another 25 to go. Quarter century down, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay. So you mentioned this quickly, right? Ocean lifeguarding has been, it's a part of your family. Yes. Big part of your family. Mm -hmm. Also, part of like every single summer since I've known you pretty much yes talk about like what brought you into ocean lifeguarding what what keeps you there every summer uh so my dad grew up going to fire island with him every single weekend and a lot of the senior guards still talk about how they would see a little five-year-old girl running from flag to flag because my dad would make me And then just going from 
going to the beach, like hanging out, running miles and miles on end. Mm-hmm. And then my dad's like, the ocean test is hard, Hannah. You're going to have to like train and swim. And I don't like swimming. I never liked swimming on a swim team. So I was like, I don't, I don't know. I finally called him one day, like in the middle of Georgia, I think, in college. I go, dad, I'm going to train for the ocean test this year. I'm doing it. Don't let me change my mind. Train for it. And let me tell you, it is a hard test. I failed my first time. I failed my first time. And after that first time, I looked at myself and I go, you're a division one lacrosse player. You have passed some very, very hard run tests. You can pass an ocean test. And at the time my dad was taking, I think his upteenth retest. He's been doing it forever. I was like, if he can still do it, I can do it. I was like, I'm in better shape than him. I can do this. (laughs) (laughs) He did beat me in a swim once though. I love that. Um, Passed my ocean test next summer, came home from lacrosse, started lifeguarding. He put me at Dunewood, which was the best beach to be at because I was with a great group of guys and one of the guys was, not was, he still is. He loves to work out. He comes up with crazy workouts every day, three times a day. He wouldn't let you like lay down to eat. If you were sitting down, he was mad at you. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's got me into the best shape of my life. I saw dolphins that summer. I saw stingrays that summer. I was body surfing. I was surfing. I was running. It's everything I ever wanted (laughs) and more. I love it. Well, I mean, listen, you've been trying to get me to take that test for like years and years and years. Um, And maybe one day I'll do it just for fun. But um, my next retest with me for fun. No, (laughs) no, maybe one day, but I think it's, I think it's so, you know, I mean, you're out there, you guys are out there saving lives every day, right? And that's what you spend your summer doing. So yes, it's a summer job, but it's also like, it's a real testament to your physical ability, but also just like doing really important work. Um, So I've always respected you guys for that and what you do over the summers. Um, And maybe, maybe one of these days you'll get me to, to get back in the, in the, uh, in the pool training for some sort of part of the swim test. But uh, maybe (laughs) that's a very definitive, maybe. (laughs) I love it. Um, It's great for any athlete. You don't have to be a swimmer. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, there's a bunch of us that aren't swimmers, um, but we're all athletes. We're all college athletes. Doesn't matter. And we know what we're capable of and we just do it because we love it. And it's a really a great atmosphere to be around just because you're with a great group of people mm-hmm. who have gone through what you went through 
and continue to stay in shape mm-hmm. every summer. That's part of what we have to do is we have to work out. Yeah. So that whether that's running, swimming, surfing, because surfing is a workout. I'm exhausted after it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you just have a great group of people that just know what you're going through like oh how was training this morning awful we had to run like this amount of miles we had to do exits for anyone who doesn't know what an exit is you swim out like 50 yards very nonchalantly and then you're sprinting in and there's no rules you can grab the other person's foot yank them back my brother beat me on that I beat him out of the water, but he sprinted up behind me and tackled me. Oh my gosh. To the ground. No rules. I There's love no my rules. rules. There's no rules. <laughs> but just like that fun camaraderie. Yeah. It's not, there's nothing else like it. Well, that's cool because you get that like sense of team sport, right? Like lacrosse and team sports that you've been playing your whole life in your job now. Yeah. That like is something that. Um, I love to be around and obviously you love to be around too. Um, so that's really, really cool that you just made that connection. Um, let's talk about your other love your other <laughs> thing that you're chasing. Um, and that's yoga. How did you get into it? Right. I fun little story here. Like you're the one who got me into it. Um, very recently, I would say maybe like a year ago, year and a half ago. Right. Um, yeah. And you'd been doing it for a while before that. Like, how did you find your love for that? I think it had to be my junior year of high school. My dad started going to yoga Mm -hmm. and he was like, oh, you're always wound up. Come try it. I was like, okay. (laughs) Taking a lot of credit over there. I love it. (laughs) Listen. I am the crazy that I am because of that man. So thanks for that. I love you. Oh, he brought me to my first yoga class and I was in high school and then I got addicted to it immediately. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I have to go like at least every day, try different yogas. It kind of tapered off when I committed to college And that summer going into college, because I had to switch my focus Mm -hmm. to running and lifting again, I did buy a really nice yoga mat for myself going into college. Of course. Of course. It's very necessary. Uh, Started up with yoga again in college. And I have to say, when I started to do yoga again in college, it was the one season I had less amount of injuries. Mm mm-hmm hmm very interesting take there because that's one of the main reasons I continue to go feeling the difference within yeah. like the recovery and how your body feels then I remember walking through Furman had these really nice um outdoor walkways and it was my senior year I'm like oh my goodness I need a new I need to come home and do yoga blah 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 and I found this yoga studio ash hot yoga online And I was like, I want to try this. They have yoga. They have Pilates. This is great. And I really liked it because the owner went to India and was trained in India. Mm -hmm. 
So I was like, oh, this is like really authentic. This would be great. Um, that kind of fell through again. And then when I was not happy at my current job, not my current, my old job, I decided to try it and I haven't looked back. I started with Bikram yoga mm -hmm. and that switch going from like a competitive nature. If anyone doesn't know anything about Bikram yoga, it's very yourself. You're focused on yourself in the mirror. It's your own practice. It's a moving meditation. You do what your body says that you can do. Don't try to push it because that's how you hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. They also like to say at the studio, 1% correctly is 100% benefits. Mm. Now going from like that competitive nature that we've been talking about to only focusing on myself. I was like, no, like these people are getting into these postures so much deeper. I need to do it too. Mm -hmm. It took me a while to really like focus in on myself, realize what I can do slow my mind down and really flow with it. I don't want to say flow, but meditate along through with it. Mm -hmm. And we started consistently going to yoga every Friday, 6am. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. I loved my 6am mornings. We got to go again. Let's go this Friday. I'm already signed up. I'm waiting for you. Oh, okay. All right. I just got called out. All right. <laughs> right now. Get the app. <laughs> I love it. We do got to get back to those Friday mornings, but yeah. I don't think you were just talking about that because we were talking about that, what, last week at one of the Bikram yoga um, sessions, I was like visibly frustrated in the mirror because I hadn't gone in a while. And a lot of the postures that we work on in those sessions, they're deep, right? And they're, they're tough. And if you don't practice them all the time um, and really get to know yourself, right? And how your body's feeling that exact day, like if you just show up one day, it's not going to feel the same as it did the last time, you know, and it's not going to feel again, like if you look around and you're not focused inward on like what your body can physically do that day, um, you're not going to get better. You're just going to be like, you're going to be so distracted from connecting the, the mind and the body that you're not going to be able to do anything with that session. And like, I, I know you said it took you a long time to make that break between your athletic competitive mindset in those situations. And I'm still, I'm still there. Like, I'm still trying to work through that. I will say this though. I did drag my dad to the yoga studio with me as well. So we do yoga together and we do Pilates together. Very nice. When we do yoga together, I am very competitive with him. I'm always competitive with him. <laughs> always. But that's what's brought you to your best. Oh, even in Pilates, I'm like, I can do a better plank than you. And then I have the instructors go like, who has a better plank, me or him? And they're like, Hannah, this isn't what this is about. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I know, but like, it's my dad. So no, it's me. I have a better plank. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I know man. it's been the best thing. And then when I heard that they were going to do yoga training, I go, I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. So your next step is to become one of the instructors. Like, isn't that really cool to see your journey, like starting off as someone who just, just loved it and just started going as much as possible because you saw the benefits for yourself mm -hmm. in general. And now you get to be on the other side of it, like learning from Kelly and learning from all these people who have so much experience and expertise in the area. Now you get to share it with whoever, right? Like you can, 
you know, when you're done with this program, like we've even talked about it, you're going to do some sessions with the people that I work out with and myself, like you're going to be our instructor. Like that's going to be really cool. And that's a full circle right. moment again, right there. And I think if anyone really is interested in doing yoga, really find a studio that just calls to you. Mm -hmm. I know this is like a little hippy dippy, but I found Ash looking for a yoga studio. Mm -hmm. And it was the first thing that popped up. I was all in on it. It spoke to me. And they say Ash fam, and they really are a family. I can't imagine working out or going to a different studio. If I'm not here at my house or with my lovely boyfriend, uh, I'm at that studio. Any chance I get, I am at that studio. Or you're with me. Or with you. <laughs> Going on walks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there it is. <laughs> yes, Karen. I love it. That's oh, I love it. Hold it out. <laughs> so Hannah, what do you think is next? Like, I know you're, you're going for your certification in Bikram yoga training, yoga mm -hmm. instructing. You're also going to continue to be an ocean lifeguard. You've just taken an awesome position as a teacher, which we're going to get to in a second. What's next for Hannah? What is next in set in the sense of like, are you most excited for is it to become an instructor? Is it to continue? Like, is there a certain posture or pose that you want to nail down? Is there something like that that you're looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to getting to full expression of standing head to knee. I'm almost there. I have my leg kicked out. Yeah. So if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's like you're standing up and you're trying to make yourself into an upside down L. And you have to kick your leg straight out. I have the leg kick straight straight out. My other leg is, my instructors would appreciate this, solid, one piece, concrete, lamppost. Not a broken, not a broken, not a broken umbrella. umbrella. That's a different, that is a different one. And when you get to full expression, what you want to do is drop your elbows down and touch your forehead to knee. So I really want to get into that one. And mainly what am I looking forward to after this is kind of settling into a rhythm with everything that I love. Lifeguarding, teaching, life, yoga, life. Yeah. I'm excited for the next few years and see where it takes me. I love it. And those are going to include those next few years. Those are going to include a lot more, um, best friend dates, right? Oh, a hundred percent. I don't know what I would do without our best friend dates. Well, that's good. Cause be there and we're supposed <laughs> to have one this week. Oh yeah. <laughs> and maybe we'll just make it our 6am Friday yoga sesh. Maybe breakfast after deal. Oh yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. There we go. We just made plans on a podcast. Look at us go 23 years and counting. <laughs> All right, Han. So teaching, mm -hmm. how did you know that that's what you wanted to do with your life, with your career? Um, I mean, I, I know personally, I've seen like the way you talk about it and you have talked about it, like your, your, uh, your students and 
some of the projects you have going on, like your eyes just light up and you just love it. So obviously that's like a main thing. Like you always want to be doing something that you're, you love. Right. So definitely. Um, but I've also seen you chase after this very, very hard. So what do you think it was about teaching that made you want to get into it? Once again, shout out to my dad, <laughs> Frank Lepore. Uh, Lepore. We should have him on the podcast. We should. Frank the tank. What a good Um, yeah, it was him. I was miserable at a law firm helping with foreclosures. It was awful. And I was like, dad, I want to do something meaningful. And he had a student texting him saying, thank you so much for what you've done for me. And he's like, honey, you've always been great with kids. Why don't you go into teaching? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Started looking into grad schools applied here and there, got in and got my master's in special education. Haven't looked back. Like we said in the beginning, you see something you want, you go get it. I am very uh, dive head first. You have to, I mean, look where it's brought you, right? Um, And it's only just gonna continue to bring you to higher places. So um, I'm excited for you. What would you say? And plus I couldn't imagine giving up my summers. Once you lifeguard, it's hard to leave the beach. I thought that was nonsense when my dad said it. It's not nonsense. It is sense. It is sense. <laughs> Very logical. I was like, I'm not leaving the beach. <laughs> uh, you sound like Frank Lepore Jr. But yeah. also, I love it because he's a good egg. <laughs> so, okay, so off the field, mm. off the lacrosse field off the yoga mat, outside of teaching, who is Hannah? What are some of your hobbies, your interests, like some of your favorite things to do, stuff like that? Who is Hannah outside of all this? Tough question, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I like to nap, yeah, dad. <laughs> do you like to nap? You like to, we like love- to Disney movies. Oh, I love Disney movies. Huge Disney movie fan. Can crush a good game of Disney. Seen it. Winner every time. We will get very competitive. Oh yeah, we scream at the TV. Have to. Have to. I like walks. Yes. I recently got myself a skateboard during the pandemic and rollerblades from Chris for Christmas. Shout out to Terry going. <laughs> you are very oh, active. I love it. Just blading around like zoom, 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 zoom. Love so it. Do you, what do you do when you're zooming around? Do you, I mean, I, I, I know the answer to this because you just call me and you just talk about things for 35 minutes plus, but <laughs> outside, if I don't answer, are you listening to a specific kind of music, podcasts, anything like that? Um, I'll listen to music. Disney I'll call all the friends. Disney music is in my Spotify playlist, 100%. Of course. Gotta love a little Elsa. Let it go. Belt it out. Belt it out. <laughs> Ice castle for one. Ice castle for one. I had, a, uh, I had two stuffed Olafs for a while. I had a mermaid, a little mermaid head pillow for a while. Oh my gosh. 
I have a dragon pillow pet I named Mushu. <laughs> That's a good one. That's from Mulan, right? Yeah. Taryn made me an Ariel blanket, I believe. I still have it. I use it. You are a mermaid at heart. Yeah, I am. You are. Taryn. <laughs> oh, I do that. <laughs> Taryn, unmute yourself. This isn't allowed. <laughs> I mean, we played mermaids over the summer. We we always play mermaids. We always play mermaids. Okay, so those of you who are listening, if you've never played mermaids in a pool, um, usually just in a pool, don't do it in the ocean because it's kind of dangerous, but you take a hair tie and you put it around both your ankles so that your your legs are pretty much glued together and you can only swim around <laughs> like a mermaid, like you have a tail. Um, and Hannah and I, yes, are 24 and 25 years old. And yes, we did do that this summer every time we got in a pool um and we will continue to do so and one day pass it on to our kids as well because it's the best game ever mm -hmm. <laughs> um so Han, i got a couple more questions for you that we're gonna wrap up with here um but one of them is just about like people who have you know people who are mentors in your life or a little bit of inspiration that you always take from yourself or from the people around you so um what do you think is some of the best advice that you've gotten from again, a mentor, a coach, a parent, um, somebody around you that's just continued to inspire you um, that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I think, you know, all my coaches have always said this, including my dad, three second memory. Mm. It's a thing. You can't dwell on make that mistake. You can't dwell on, oh no, I completely opened my hips and gave her a lane. When I should have forced her out, we're, you know, it's going to happen. We're humans. Things happen. Got to move on to the next thing. And I think to go along with that, my, one of my college coaches said this, he doesn't care if we made a mistake. He didn't. He cared if, if we're going to make the mistake, he said, we'd better be making that mistake going a hundred percent. And that has stuck with me. I don't, I tell my girls this when I coach them, listen, I don't care if you drop the ball running up the field. All I care about is you hustling back and trying to stop it. Mm -hmm. Mess up going hundred percent. I can't get mad at you for that. And my coaches never got mad at me for that. And I've made a lot of mistakes. My college coach yelled at me on the sideline. I made a mistake, caught him. We got a goal. Someone scored on our goalie. Mm -hmm. That was my fault. I kind of had to keep calm and carry on. Keep calm and carry on. Little uh, Dory memory, right? Like from Finding Nemo. Mm -hmm. Sweet. That's a good one right there. 42. Three second memory. Way too all the way, Sydney. <laughs> exactly. 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 Yes. That's the only thing you should ever have to remember. Yes. <laughs> okay. So flip side, what is a piece of advice or one of your favorite quotes or something that you pass on to the next generation or to the people who might look to you as a role model or um, someone that you're trying to just share or shed a little bit of inspiration to? Once again, got this from my dad, obviously huge influence on my life. Do what you love. Hmm. just do what you love and nothing will ever be work yep 
it's true. Like I'm doing a lot of stuff as Kylie has said. However, I love all of it. Mm-hmm. So it's not work. It's fun for me. And it makes each day worth it, right? Worth attacking. Whether there's 800 things on the on the calendar or, or none, like no matter what, you know that you're doing something that you love. So makes it all worth it. Makes it all happy smiles at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. With your happy smiling face, as the dialogue it says. The happy smiling face. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> all right. We have a couple questions from our KO17 Lacrosse family for you. Ooh, okay. Right. And then we got our quick finishes at the end, which is just a rapid fire round of random questions, just to get to know you better. Got it. So, Ready. What advice do you have for someone who's just starting out? at defense don't be scared it's going to be frustrating go out be aggressive talk Mm. talk 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 yep because that can save you really can Mm -hmm. like before things happen after they happen during it if you're talking so everything through Defense is a scary thing just because a lot of girls don't know how to position their bodies at first or how to properly sit in an athletic stance. Embrace the mistakes, Mm. talk through them. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Chatty Kathy over there. I love it. How do you, uh, okay. So this one is from, from Instagram. Her handle is laxtarot2026. She would like to know. Mm How do you keep yourself motivated? I guess. Mm. Could have been like through college, could have been college. Uh, I had a goal and Mm -hmm. now it's a play division one lacrosse. That's what kept me motivated. Yeah. Texting my coaches. Hey, can we do a one-on-one session? I want to work on this getting my friend out shout out to abby shields she was also a crease attacker i'd be like all right let's go i want to try a new check on you mm-hmm. like i want to try something my friends and my coaches and me i wasn't just going to go to college and do nothing mm-hmm. i went there for a reason i'm going to accomplish my goal and then after college it was really i found what i love to do and i just stuck with it I love it. Goals are going to keep you motivated, whether they're silly small ones or they're long-term major ones. It's something that you can write down on a piece of paper and then check off at the end of the day that you got a little bit closer to achieving. Um, Great question there, Tara. All right. We have our quick finishes here. Okay. So drum roll, please. Random little questions. Um, just to get to know you better and on a fun note, um, we were, are going to start with what is your spirit animal? Oh, killer whale, hundred percent orca. Why? Why? Cause they can kill great white sharks and eat them. <laughs> I want to get reincarnated into that. I feel like if I was an animal, it would be an orca. All right. Strong, so- strongly, strongly opinionated there. Oh yeah. Surf the shores, grab a baby seal, go back. Let's go. 
you do what you want. I love it. Um, favorite place that you've traveled to? South Africa. That was, that seemed like a really cool trip. Oh, it was amazing. So great white sharks. If you follow Hannah on Instagram after this, please scroll down a little bit to a <laughs> my favorite picture of her ever. It's a selfie that she took out of a safari, um, like truck, I guess. And there's oh, a the lines on like, yeah, and the, there's a line in the background, but Hannah just didn't seem to care what she looked like in the photo. She was just very, very happy. <laughs> Look, oh, there, there, no, not that one, but that's the scuba one. That's, that's never not to watch the sharks. <laughs> we watched sharks. Uh, yeah, I was very jealous of that trip. So that's a good one. <laughs> but anyway. I think that since that photo, I have not cared what I look like on my Instagram. You Well, that's you. You know, you got to be authentic to you. I love that. Again, another really important narrative. Oh, that's the one. Look at hat flipped up in the front and everything. That is such a look. Oh, great trip. Shout out to <laughs> Furman Women's Lacrosse on that one. Ah, oh, what a time. Oh, man. All right. Go to karaoke song Shania Twain, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Yep. Nice. One weird thing about you that no one knows, maybe only me. I am scared of turkeys. <laughs> I did not know that. What? Yeah. When I was younger, like these wild turkeys got let loose. And I remember like my dad holding my younger brother, Sam, and like holding my hand and it just like went right after me. And I was like, ah, I'm scared of turkeys. I told, oh my God, I was a teacher's aide last year. And I told a little girl in the class whose father's the principal at the school. And I go, yeah, Miss Lepore scared of turkeys. And she looks me dead in the eye and goes, Miss Lepore. I go, what's up, Jordan? She goes, gobble, gobble. <laughs> That's amazing. So I, see her dad, that. I see her dad later that day and I tell him that story. He goes, oh my God. <laughs> so that awesome. was amazing. Kids are great. I love, I love the creativity. I'm scared of turkeys. <laughs> That's funny. I can't believe I didn't know that. See, I learned something new every day. And this is why I love this podcast. Um, okay. Favorite kind of music? Uh, I think it depends my mood. Good answer. I agree with that. Depends on your mood. You got to play, play songs that go with your mood, right? All right. Um, one thing on your bucket list. Oh, I want to go surfing in Fiji. All right. I'm in. I want to go surfing in the South Pacific. All right. We're doing it. Awesome. Girls trip. Girls trip. Great movie, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The one thing you are best at cooking or baking. Oh, uh, I am really good at making my dad's favorite pizzelle cookies. I was going to say the pizzelle cookies. That's great always your go-to always what else am I good at I don't what am I good at cooking at wine (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh okay tacos or pizza oh my god pizza really all right um and last but not least what is your favorite thing to do when me and you hang out Ooh, ooh, walks our walks our, our walks three hour long walks so these started because of quarantine yes we had nothing before else. that it was our best friend dates but now it's best friend dates and walks 
and walks and walks. Why do you like our walks so much? Ah, uh, I don't know. Who doesn't? It's, uh, yeah, that's true. You I guess I like them too. It's you, Taryn, and me. We just kind of walk. We go to Maple Docks. We watch the sunset. Walk back. Yep. Good old day slip. I love it. <laughs> Eat cookie dough and pizza rolls. Yes, Taryn, that too. We used to oh, do that. Oh yeah, cinnamon toast crunch, ten o'clock p.m. Ooh, that yeah. is that is uh, that's what we're gonna end this podcast with is our tradition of that every sleepover we have ever had. Um, when we were younger, we thought it was really rebellious to eat cinnamon toast crunch at ten p.m. Um, <laughs> so sorry, no. Frank and Colette. Um, <laughs> that's where all the cinnamon toast crunch went. We did it. <laughs> Um, but Hannah, seriously, I mean, listen, I could laugh and talk with you obviously, um, for hours on end and, um, just kind of reminisce on all the little things that we've been through on the lacrosse field, off the lacrosse field. Like, um, but again, just to reiterate, I don't think I'd be half the person that I am without you being my best friend. Um, and just the little things that you do to inspire me to be my authentic self, chase after things, um, that, you know, some people say might not be possible. Like you have always done that. So just being around that um, for so many years of my life has inspired me to, to be a lot of what I am today. So thank you for being you. And thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Gonna make me cry. Oh no, she's gonna cry. That'll be my first time making me cry. <laughs> yes, look at you getting all old and emotional. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame i love it <laughs> and special shout out to uh to frank and sam and jack and taryn and my mom and dad one big happy family what? <laughs> i love you, you and thank you for hanging <laughs> bye everyone thanks for listening